Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, that was like oh, a signature yeah. tone. 
Yeah. Hey, we have our guest on the line this morning here, so we were just reminiscing about his father here. But I'm going to allow you, Rick, uh, Brother Daniel, to uh, conduct this interview here because I'm excited about it. I'm going to keep back and relax. Oh, yeah, I can't and, uh, I can't wait, man. Boy. You know, I've been talking to him all week. We're going to bring him on right week. now. The, the next okay. morning here will be our guest this morning. Good morning, there, Mr. Laws. Welcome to Free hey. on the Inside, a weekly internet program. Good morning, guys. How are you? How you guys How doing? You doing? Great. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's a it's a nice day over here. I'm in in Las Vegas, so I'm just getting up over here and uh, watch. Was able to watch the sun come up. It's been a while, and. Uh, it's been a while since mm-hmm. I was able to catch that, so it's a nice morning. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Jay Dream? Doing pretty I'm, good, I'm, pretty good. Yes, I'm, I'm going to huh? sit back and just, uh, and just relax and just uh, and just enjoy this interview. Brother Daniel's going to interview, uh, uh, conduct this okay. interview this morning here, and I'm happy for you to be a guest, and I'm excited about uh, listening to this program. And the phone lines are open now. Anyone would currently call in. The show okay. number is 310-982-4126. You, too, can call in and join us in this line of conversation. Say hello to our guest. Here, again, that number is 310-982-4126. Now, Brother Daniel, I'm turning it over to you. Okay. Today on the Free on the Inside program, we have Mr. Jamin Laws. He's the son of a jazz funk legend, Saxophone is Ronnie Laws. But in this instrumental of his praising and in lyricism, we have a new musical idea in the future as an innovator of fusion and jazz for the tenor saxophone. So, in the next few minutes, you will be informed on the musical life of Jamin Lewis Laws. <laughs> He's carried on the torch of the Laws family and sending them up to higher and newer horizons. Good morning. Good morning. Jamin, how you doing? Hey, good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I was just telling uh, some of you guys I just had woken up uh, around 5:30. I'm over in Las Vegas, and I was able to catch the the sunrise. So it seems like mm. it's uh, it's uh, a good day. We're over here getting ready for the performance tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, now before we uh, conduct this interview, I'd like to get a couple of you know fakes of the buyer. Old facts about you. Uh, uh, now you can talk to yourself. Uh, how did you get started off in music? Uh, and we know about your dad being a great saxophonist. And, but basically, we want to know how, how it took for you to. Uh, what was it like growing up around him? Your father, around a father that was famous, and being with him in the studio. Well, I, I'll tell you, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really – when I was young, I didn't know my father was a, a, a well-known or famous, you know, musician. I I, uh, I just thought it was something that he uh, would do, you know, for at the house. Uh, or it was just uh, a craft that he had, uh, had learned to do. But I didn't know he was well-known until I started uh, getting a little bit older and seeing um, – people respond and going to traveling and, you know, to his concerts and, and, uh, going to the studio and, mm-hmm. uh, seeing, seeing him in his, in his office, so to speak. And, uh, I, as I started to do that and re, you know, I hear his music 
uh, on TV or on the radio, I started realizing uh-huh. that uh, he was a well-known musician. Uh-huh. Okay, do you consider yourself being groomed from birth to be a saxophone player? And, um, you know, me <laughs> and you were talking sometimes during this week. We were talking about, uh, yeah. uh, did you, uh, you ever get caught playing your, your dad's horn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was telling this story uh, actually last night. Um, she asked me, you know, what, how the one that I got, I got started playing, and I told her, uh, you know, my my mom had found out, you know, my dad would go out of town and and you know do gigs and whatnot, and I would go in his closet, and he had these old, old clarinet, uh, clarinet cases with the clarinets weren't weren't working, and, you know, they weren't uh, in play playing, uh, weren't weren't playable. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would try to put them together, and, and you know, try to get whatever you know I was trying to. Do. I don't. I really vaguely remember this, but I was always. I would always go in that closet and try to, you know, play these instruments. And I guess my mom had found out and told my dad. So eventually, he uh, he bought me a saxophone at a very very early age when when he saw that I had an interest in it. Okay, what 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 saxophone you bought for you now? You start off on the alto, bu- right? Yeah, he bought me an alto. I can't. Uh, okay. It was a Bundy. It was a Bundy, a Bundy. alto saxophone. Yeah. yeah, you know, student model. You know, it had the the silver and and gold lacquer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, now since your family is so talented, and then basically, let's talk a little bit about your family. Now you got a. Well-known uncle, his name is Hubert Law. That's where I first found out about him with, you know, he's a flute player. You know, he did a lot of gigs with like, a lot of stuff with Quincy Jones. That's what I remember him by. And um, mm-hmm. a, lot of stuff with, a lot of stuff with Freddie Hubbard and, you know, a lot of the Creed Taylor stuff. It was, it was, yeah, with him. CTI. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying, do you all get together, man, and, have a little like a jam session with each other. I know, I know what it's, you know, it's like <laughs> having a musical talent, but if you got all this talent around you, man, I say, hey, why don't we just collaborate on a on a project or just to have fun with it, you know? So do y'all have a, I, you yeah. know? I, you know what people, I, people probably they ask, I get asked that question sometimes, and uh, it's it's. Um, I don't think it's it's not uh for 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 our family it hasn't it hasn't been like that you know when when we growing up you know my uncle would come and to our family parties and he would bring his flute and play but uh, we never we never sat around the house and jammed together just for fun it was usually just only for shows you know just for shows so, but so at what the you're house, saying you most house, of your most experience came from you playing with your dad on stage. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, mm-hmm. my first beginnings of performing, he threw me on stage, you know, kind of like how he, I always kind of uh, compared to how he taught me how to swim. Um, he he threw me in the pool before mm. because I, you know, I knew, he knew I could swim, but I, I had that fear. And uh, that's kind of how I, it was with, with me playing because I started playing at the house, you know, just by yeah. myself. You know, to myself, yeah. and uh, he eventually threw me on stage. <laughs> you know, even <laughs> before I thought I was ready. But uh, I, mm. I just learned how to uh, keep afloat since then. You know. 
So you're saying that you have a little formal training in music, right? I'm sorry. Oh, oh formal training. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to uh, college and you've been to a little music school and stuff like that, you know. I did. I, I took some courses. You know, not not uh, not nothing major. I didn't go to any major college, but I started in uh, growing up playing uh, at on, by records by ear at first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as I got into my teens, I started. Uh, I went to band class, you know, orchestra. Um, started taking some courses in junior college you know, on theory, music theory and harmony and uh taught myself how to read because uh, I wanted to get all aspects of, of the music. So and then eventually my dad took me to uh, to study with Buddy Collette, who was a, a well known saxophone woodwind player. Saxophone, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. 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 He uh uh-huh. he really taught me how to, you know, focus on my tone. To really play, you know, with a good strong tone, so I gotta give credit to him for um, emphasizing the, the importance of good quality tone. You know the sound. Okay, now um, can you uh, go through some of the songs? Name some of the songs you got now. Uh, I see you have a producer by the name of Craig D. Cooper. And I didn't check on phone and. At first, I looked at him up today, and Mr. Uh-huh. Cooper got a lot of rockets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Cooper played yeah. a lot of people, too. Oh, he's yeah. your producer, co-producer, right? Yeah, he was my co-producer of uh, you and your dad. of this project. Oh, and my dad, project. our father as well. Yeah, Imagery, uh-huh. the album Imagery. Yeah, I actually recorded it at his studio at the time. He had a, uh-huh. a studio in the back of his house. And we recorded, uh, yeah, he had a real nice studio. Call so we did. Call, call out some of the tunes now. We got um, one of the tunes is called "Your Time to Shine," Your time um, to shine. which mm-hmm. which my sister, my sister Michelle, my older sister, she wrote that song mm. from, uh, along with uh, along with her a, a friend of hers who's a a producer from Chicago named Steve Maestro. And, oh, you think uh, your sister writes songs too? She has. She used to write. Oh, uh, man, you didn't tell me that part ever, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, well, she, yeah. Knows she's married now, and she's she has a you know she's a she's a family. Uh, she's married and you know has a, a family now, so she kind of put the the music aside and and focused on other things. But years ago. We had a band together, and uh, uh, we actually. So you say you were the youngest open. son, right? You're the youngest son. I'm the youngest of of three. Yeah. So how many is it? There's four of us. Four of you. Mm-hmm. Damn. Hereditary. <laughs> Hereditary. Yep. It's in the genes. It's in the genes. Got to be in the genes. <laughs> it has to okay, be. Okay, now. Uh, I see that you are. Uh, what do you go about when you are? Uh, what inspires you to composing a song? Now, I, I I know a little bit about composition, musical composition. Now, when you get ready to write a song, what ideas come in your mind? You know, what do you think about? Do you think about sending a message to somebody, or 
Like you think about uh, stuff that's what's happening in the world, uh, some family mm-hmm. problem. You know, when I was growing up, I used to yeah, hear about a lot of blues players always writing songs about being <laughs> and, and a bad marriage and a bad woman. You know, and most <laughs> they write about their, their natural, you know, personal experiences. So basically, what are yeah. you writing your songs about? Yeah, it's interesting you asked me that because uh, at this point in my life, I am writing music based on, uh, you know, my my experiences as a man, you know, growing up with, you know, dealing with relationships, you know, uh, the world. So as I'm getting older, uh, my my, uh, music is kind of imitating my life, you know, my life experiences, you know, they say life imitates art, art imitates life. But um, mm-hmm. I kind of write my music uh, depending on the situations or situations I've been in uh, or how I feel about certain things, my emotions uh, for that day. You know, these my, these thoughts come to me at, at, at just random times. I could be driving, you know, on the freeway or, you know, in the bathroom. And I'll just get an idea. Or sometimes when I'm just laying a bit in bed, about to go to sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even had thoughts, musical ideas while, you know, in my dreams. I'll wake up and just record them, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, what brand of tenor you, have you started playing soprano yet? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've been playing soprano for since high school, my dad bought me a soprano, a, Yon, a Yamaha custom as well. And, and the tenor? Yeah, he bought me a, both at the same time. I switched oh, okay. to uh, tenor and alto when I was 18. I'm sorry, tenor, yeah. tenor and soprano. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm off in the horns, and I, I know yeah. what uh, the film of Mark, was it Mark II? Mark VI. Yeah, March six. You know, sorry about the that. Classic. Yeah, that's, that's like that's, a classic. Yeah, that's an expensive yeah. saxophone, man. Yeah, it costs a lot of money, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now you know the reeds and uh, the reed and the strength of the horn. You know, I, I was a, you know, uh-huh. I, you know, during the week, you know, I've been showing you different saxophone mouthpieces and stuff like that, and you know, I right. see how uh, uh, Coltrane used to have this. Um, this metal mouthpiece, and everybody was trying to go metal, try because he thought he could make him play louder and harder, you know. And everybody yeah. wanted to have this metal, metal mouthpiece, but basically, it's all in your chops, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. In you. And, and it's you. you. Know, he yeah. he did a lot of practice, you know. Coltrane practiced a lot. <laughs> he kept that mouth yeah. on in his mouth. Yeah, he slept with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the future goals you have in music? What do you want to do after this project? What's probably your next project you want to do? Well, I want to I want to start traveling and, and you know getting uh, some exposure. I want to play around you know the, the world and, and you know my plans really are to just you know take take uh, take little you know baby steps, maybe opening up for for bigger artists. Um, this year, especially this summer coming up, you know that's why uh, I'm on actually over here in Las Vegas, opening up for my father, and there's other uh, other artists as well on the bill. So 
I want to continue continue doing this traveling and, and playing playing the music uh, from this project and from from other from other uh, songs that I write because I even though I had that project I still write music I have a, a producer that I work with regularly uh, mm-hmm. his name is Corey Jacobs and we we live pretty close together and we we write music all the time so we have stuff coming out that's in the making right now. And uh, yeah. we, 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 we're trying to, we, we, we join forces and we're, we want to really uh, get exposure and play, perform all around the world. So that's the goal is to play, play live. That's, that's what I really enjoy. Okay. Uh, I heard that uh, you play with this guy named Norman Connors. And I know me and uh, Rem Lewis, when we were growing up, man, we had this, uh, it's Michael yeah. Hilton. We will man, we like Michael Hilton. He sung that song. You are my starship. Come take me home tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. Norman Collins, man. He's a drummer. He's yeah. A drummer. He played, yeah, yeah. We man, you know, we man, Reverend Lewis, man, we used to listen to a lot of jazz, man. We we yes, kind of like connoisseurs and jazz, man. You know, <laughs> hey brother, you know, brother Daniel, we have the phone lines lit up here. A few people would like to just say hello to our guest. Okay. This morning, our first guest is uh, Norman Bell. He'd like to say hello to our, our guest this morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mr. Bell. You're on the net. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I am. Um, I'm good. I, um. I'm um I'm a fan of, of your I've been a fan of your of your dad's for a long time. A long oh time. wow, nice, nice, nice. Nice to meet you. Ha- nice to meet you too, sir. I, I have um I think I have the um Friends and Strangers. I think I had that on eight track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eight track, yeah, you go a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before yeah. I was born. Wow. Well, yeah. But but I, I wanted to um, I wanted to commend uh, your, your dad because uh, when when GRP Records make, 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 you know does a repaint, does a remake on somebody, they really have to respect that person and that that, that music and uh, and Dave Wilson did a remake on. On um, Friends and Strangers. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We did. I, you know, I just found out about that, by the way. Oh, they remastered, hey, huh? Guess who? Guess who the bass no, player no, was? You know, you know who wrote that, who? that song? It's, it's a guy that went to Lincoln High School. Isn't that? I really? think his name is William Jeffries. Yeah. William Jeffries. William Jeffries. Yeah, those, yeah he, those two. He, he, my, he, my dad he, was from Dallas. Yeah. He's a Dallas. And I kept looking at that song. I said, well, man, that guy. You got a connection with Dallas. Yeah, wow. Dallas. I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. But who played you know, bass? Uh, Lincoln High School. Brother Lewis went to Lincoln too. <laughs> Lincoln High School. Yeah. But Mr. You know, Bill, if you had something that you wanted to follow up on, we want to get some information from you regarding now. What what is it about that song that you wanted to bring to our attention? Yeah, I was curious about the bass um, player. You said that uh, played on. Oh that. yeah. The bass player that played on that on that project with uh, Dave Rubin was um, um, Marcus Miller. What? Wow! That was yeah. and that was Marcus Miller played. Uh, I just talk, I just I heard them uh, because they were Raven they did the, the smooth Davis. jazz. Mm-hmm. Huh? 
they need the smooth jazz. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. But they they, they yeah. did the smooth jazz concert in in uh, in in uh, January, and they were playing that on um, uh, XM Radio. The number sixty six mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, Watercolors, and yes. so they were yeah, playing those concerts. Okay, so they were playing those they were playing those concerts, and um, Marcus Miller was talking about when he played uh, when he when he first started out. And and uh, I know he I know that he was playing with somebody else I can't re- remember who it was right now. But he was playing with mm-hmm. somebody else, and then Dave Grusin heard them heard heard about that, and he just grabbed Marcus Miller, and uh, brought him to the to, to his project. And but uh, Miller was playing with somebody else, and he was young. Okay, okay, Mr. Bill, uh, uh, can you kind of move on a little bit because we kind of got a limited time, and then we want to ask. Uh, <laughs> Go a little bit more question, you know. And we, we, we respect your call today, but you know, we got no time today. Well, yeah, but that's interesting because I I didn't know yeah. that. But there's just so many stories behind the music that uh, that I'm still learning. It's interesting. Thanks for sharing that, by the way. Hey, okay. it's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, thank, right, you, thank you, Mr. Bill. You can always thank call you. back our show. Hey, brother Daniel, let's. Uh, we got a couple other calls here. We're gonna just kind of get them in right away here. Okay. Uh, Mr. Lau, right, we want to thank you, Mr. Bill. Hold on there. I want you to be a part of what we're doing here because this is a great line of conversation here. Yeah. Now, on the uh, on the personal note here, Mary, she said, "What do you do to separate your uh, business side versus your personal?" Because she said, "It's you didn't even know that your dad was a, a, a musician or he <laughs> was very gifted and crafted." But so, what are you doing to do that? Because we realize that you, what you're doing is it could be taxing on you, and you need to get away sometime. But yet, you go play. Somebody say, "Hey, I see you. Come on, play for me." What do you do to separate the, the business side from the personal side? Because our listeners already need to know. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, separate the business from the music. Yes. Hmm. You know, your personal <laughs> side. I'm talking about the personal side. You know, you like you basketball. Oh, you like football you, games. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I like I enjoy that. what I, I enjoy. I, I uh, I'm into you know my health. I like to work out and exercise. You know, I I like to I I actually enjoy. I take a jog. I run about two miles a day, and uh, I, I, I call you on night. You running? <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I call you on night, you running, man. I said, yeah, he's running outside, man. That's great. That's you great. Win, you know. Though. And, and, yeah. and, and really, we, uh, I'm glad that she asked that because it's very important for our listening audience and ourselves to know that we are very, you know, committed to our craft. But sometimes you just need to break away and yeah. get some me time. And it's good to know that. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I, and and, and uh, I try to um, I try to find different things that keep me, you know, uh, outside of music because sometimes you get too absorbed into the music and you, you lose the creativity, I think. But yeah, I enjoy going for a nice walk outside or going. I, I love food. I love to eat, <laughs> and I, I like to. You know what I kind of asked us about? Do you have a favorite? Because you've been a musician and you travel <laughs> quite a bit. Do you oh, have a favorite um, uh, a meal oh, of, yeah. of something that you like to eat besides burgers and fries? That's everybody's favorite. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Pizza. I love. I love seafood. I love fried. Okay. You know, fried cat. Fried fish, yeah. fried shrimp, uh, even you know salmon. I love I love seafood. So oh, anything from the yeah. I tell people anything from the ocean I'll eat. You know. 
I'll hopefully run, hopefully to run in him to him someday. And, uh, and you know, I play with, uh, Brent, you know, Wayne Henderson's son, yeah, Randy, oh, plays saxophone. Yeah, yeah. Jazz Crusaders. <laughs> jazz Crusaders. Yeah, me and Rev Lewis, we were, we were Jazz Crusaders playing. We like Joe. Sample. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper, we all we got we have our own man. Oh, man, oh, yeah, I'm hey, a big I'm a big jazz crusaders fan. They're they're probably one of my biggest imp- inspirations. They're one of my favorite bands, yeah. And we wanted it them them, uh Jamin. Uh I'm not asking, can you give me the listeners some dates and times of your performances or some kind of contact information so we can get back with you? Yeah, of course you can follow me on uh, Instagram, and I always post my uh, my my upcoming shows and my flyers are all on my Instagram at Laws. It's my last name first, so it's Laws Jamin on Instagram, and then on Facebook, um, I have a list of all my upcoming events, and you know I have a regular residency at uh, Brownstone. It's a restaurant called Brownstone. And we'll be there every every Thursday. I'm sorry, every other Thursday. You can catch me there with my band. And we play all okay. the old. We play old Grover and you know, old seventy. Grover. All the <laughs> yeah, yeah old Grover. Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we Grover was James. a bomb too one day, man. Yeah. 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 So we do that. <laughs> we do stuff like that at this restaurant, and people we're getting a good response. So that's mm-hmm. where you can catch me on a weekly basis. Um. And then as far as tonight, I'll be opening up, like I said, I'm at, in Las Vegas for the Van, Van, uh, Vanny Del, Del Lago Jazz Festival, which is tonight, oh, or today, rather. Now, can you tell me when you're going to drop this CD out? I actually released uh, one of the songs, Deep, which is on iTunes and Spotify. It's called Deep, and it's featuring uh, Guru. He's a rapper that oh. passed away. He's Guru from oh. Gangstar. Um, he did a series of, you know, Jazzmatazz, and he had a featured artist on his album, and, and that's actually how I got him on, on, on featured on my album, because my father played on his uh, last volume of Jazzmatazz, and uh, Jazzmatazz. as a return. Cool. I, I listen to him a lot, too. Right. Yeah. Jamie, it's been yeah. a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. To you all week, and, and i like yeah. for you to come to Dallas one day. I like to see you here at Dallas, and basically we got a lot of jazz functions. We have a lot of jazz musicians around here that really want to see you and know you, and basically they can hook up with you, and basically we can spread the spread the, the this art form that seems to be dying out right now. Uh, we need some new life in the, in the in the jazz because you know it's it's wow. basically you know. It's going somewhere, but it's not. You know, we need somebody to just pick yeah. up the torch. Like I said at first, you need somebody to pick up the torch and, and basically let it go forth. You know, so right. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, and I appreciate you doing it. I want to talk to you again sometimes. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope to come down there one one uh, sometime soon. Okay. All right, then. Thank, thank you, so guys. Well. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Oh, what a great interview that we had, though, with with Mr. Norris.
Thursday. Amen. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, make that transition. Our next guest is going to be calling in. But we're going to go ahead and play uh, uh, this uh, uh, one of his tunes here, one that I really enjoy, The X Factor. We're going to play part of that, and then we'll be back with you shortly. Dr. 
Nurse Norris. <laughs> you know, I always get him confused because as you do in medical treatment, you always consider to be a doctor, but yet his profession, he's a nurse, but he does something that's very instrumental in the lives of uh, the community. He's bring asthma awareness to uh, to the forefront regarding our young men and women, and he talks about some of the uh, uh, some of the things that we need to do to uh, take control of our health care. And, and May is Asthma Awareness Month, so we're going to allow him to come on here, and he's going to share some things with us. Uh, now, he's be calling here shortly, but but uh, uh, but we pray. You, uh, the call-in number is 310-982-4126. Again, that call-in number is 310-982-4126. And we're going to go ahead and listen to another musical selection from our guest here. It's called Deep. He made mention of these two here. So we're going to play, play some of that, and then we'll be back with you shortly. Again, you'll listen to Free on the Inside, your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and Brother Richard Daniel, co-host. And so, you know, we'll be coming on here just as shortly here. And so we, we thank God for the, the opportunity that you two can call in and be a part of the show also. And call in number again, 310-982-4126. And you'll listen to Jamie Law, uh, a musical selection called Deep. Thank you. 
Oh, what a great musical selection that up. It's a Jamie Law here called Deep. He was our guest this morning, and you're listening to Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Mr. Joy Lewis, and the co-host on the line is Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel, what a great interview we had this morning. Man, I've just been, I've just been really missing this week, man, about all the songs, man, I know I've been hearing about, and, and it's running laws, man, and I remember Earth, Wind, and Fire, man, when I first saw them, and I went downtown one day, and uh, when Earth, Wind, and Fire first came to Dallas, and they had a lot of the people in the band downtown at this store down there, this clothing store, and I think Ryan Law was with them that day, he was down there at this uh, <clears throat> clothing store down there. And um, I met him. I met Verdine. I met this other guy. And, you know, Maurice was at the hotel. He didn't show up. <laughs> but uh, they talked about some things like we do now. You know, I always had this kind of, you know, thing about tracking musicians to me because I don't know why. I guess I'm more. But basically we have a, a, a unity thing, you know. We have a, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of musicians they want to vent. Basically, when people mostly call in and they ask them questions, basically they don't they don't really want to know. You know, it's just stuff they hear every day, and they get tired of it. You know, and basically they just want to vent, man, and just express themselves, man. Instead of, I know I was looking at this movie the other day. You know, it's kind of go back to what we were talking about last week about James Brown and stuff like that, and. I know I was looking at this movie when this had this uh, reporter, and she was asking him all kinds, what do you eat and what do you do? I do things like anybody else do. We're human too, you know? And they got to understand that our musicians are human. You know, they play basketball and, you know, eat and everything. Yeah. And I can see that. Some make them in the guards, man, you know. Now, 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 uh, uh, Brother Daniel, Sometimes people just want to hear the human side of it, man. You know, because you yeah. you, you you know them on the professional level, and you see them on stage, yeah. and they're very gifted. But what do you do to unwind? Because we all have a personal and a professional life. I like to just kick uh-huh. back and relax sometimes when I'm not doing what I do, and so I kind of enjoy yeah. that part of it. Uh, and, and you know, because sometimes it's always good, you know, to see what a person does. Because sometimes we need to know how we can escape from the uh, from our entrapment as being professional, as I say, you know. And so I like that part of it, and, and 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 you know, and that's always good. It makes us smile because sometimes people like know what you do. You know, you can't, you know, do what you do all the time. You got to relax. So I, you know, some yeah, people like that. Some relax. don't. You know, so it's good yeah. to hear that because sometimes people need to know how what they can do. You, you know, you can't do it what you do all the time. You'll burn up. You'll burn up. You need mm-hmm. to relax sometimes and take a vacation and. And just enjoy life, you know. I I go to the golf course and I shoot around. You know, I shoot golf balls for a while. I go to the gym, or I may just relax and watching a movie or something. You know, some people you know have a private time. And some people just like them old Star Trek movies, man. You're a great musician. You watching Star Trek? <laughs> you know, put a smile on. <laughs> but Daniel, I'm, we, I, I'm, we're gonna play uh, uh, Ronnie Loud, Friends and Strangers. Uh, you know, because it had a request several times online there. And so we're going to go ahead and play that right there. And when our guest is a little tied up right now, so uh, we'll give him a few more minutes, and then we're going to move on with the program, okay? All right, all right, all right. And so, all right. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and play a few uh, cuts there and from a musical uh, family. We listened to his, We had an interview with his son this morning, and we're going to hear the father. And, and you know, and Ryan Lockbrook, he put some smile on my face when I think about it. 
the music that I listened to as I was growing up, how it was very, you know, here it is sometime later, man, 30 years later, brother, and the music is still just as, it's Chris, it's the first time I ever heard it. That's how jazz mm-hmm. is, man. Jazz don't get old. It, it, just, gets it just gets better. Mm-hmm. It's like champagne. And so, and so we're going to hear uh, oh. some Ronnie Loud Friends and Strangers.
Oh, man, what a beautiful selection that we had there. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and uh, come back on that, brother Daniel. Brother Daniel, yeah, what's up, man? Okay, then I would guess that call in this morning. Yes, I guess that I call in this morning. So we're gonna go ahead and conduct the interview. We have a, a few more minutes, and I want to thank you for a well uh, interview that's well done. We realize these things are challenging, but we thank God for you and our uh, listening audience and the questions that have been rendered. We want to respect everyone's questions and they and they time, and so we thank them for that. And, and it's always good to hear the professional side and the personal side of an interview because we want to show that that person is human and not just gifted beyond measure, you know, because it's the human side of it. So you've done a great job on that on that interview. We're looking forward to some more great interviews from you and from our uh, our program director, which I always al- which allows us to have great guests. Uh, I would never say that I do all this myself. I have other people like yourself and other people that's helping me pull together each program each and every week. Uh, I have not been able to conduct a live show in quite a while because of, because of other obligations, but the show has still been going on. We have a great archive section of uh, more than uh, – three or four years of archive. We got like eight years of archives program that we can always embed and I encourage you to go to our archive section at uh Blog Talk Radio forward slash Granite Place Ministry. Our show is called Free on the Inside. And the purpose of that is to let people know that you can be free and gifted. You can be free and success. You can be free and miss out on some things. And I say that there because we don't always have to be successful in everything that we do. We can be free even in failures. Man, that's awesome there, brother. You may have to be free to fail. That's me. That means uh, I can be free to make some mistakes, and that way no more chains are holding me. Now we're talking about being free, and that free come from only come from only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is a religious program, but we go, uh, we, uh, but we uh, 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 hear what other people have to say regarding life, because you can't separate life from the gospel. You can't separate God from life, uh, and either way you look at it. Uh, but. Uh, uh, Brother Daniel, I want to thank you for last weekend. We had a great time uh, at our conference. This is our We've been doing mm-hmm. this a number of years, and we had a conference called Saved by Grace, and we had some mm-hmm. great speakers and great uh, workshop facilitators and uh, uh, great hosts. Uh, when our host was Apostle Crawford, he, he was our host this year. And then we had our musician, Morris Hunter. He was a great, you know, he he done a great job. And I'm talking about the people mm-hmm. that's a part of it. And we thank them for giving their time and their talent to the show. We had our two workshops. We had one for women and one for men. Normally we would have four workshops, but this year we, we downsized because we wanted to bring in room for something else. We had a couple of testimonies that we rendered because we were talking about saved by grace. Uh, First yeah. Peter 2.16 said, Now let us live like people that have been saved through Christ Jesus, not using our salvation as an opportunity to do, to do evil, but as a servant of God. You know, just because I'm successful don't mean I dismiss other people's success. And we got our hostess calling us right now. Brother Dan, go ahead and pick it up. Let me catch this. Good morning, Brother Norris. Can you call right now? Yeah, call right now. Yeah, yes, sir, that's right now. All right. Yes, sir, we got our, our guest on the line this morning. Uh, he's come calling in a few minutes. Brother Daniel. 
You still there? Yes, sir. Brother Daniel. All right, then, Brother Daniels. Uh, and I, we got our guest call in. I'm sorry about the interruption there. Uh, but you know how that's why they go. I'm talking about that freedom. We have freedom to kind of venture away from the program, freedom to do some things. So we have our guest call in this morning. And so we may go over a little bit because the information he shared with us is very important to your health. And speaking of health there, during our uh, conference, we had a, a, a health segment part of our conference. And we had someone that came out from uh, our uh, local health agency and one of the hospitals, and they was talking about taking care of your health. And he gave a great analogy. It's like uh, it's like go, ha, putting money in the bank. You know, you invest your money in the bank or in some time and stuff, you should reap the benefit. If I watch what I'm eating, I should reap the benefit. If I watch uh, my sleeping habit, I should be able to reap the benefit. You know, so. So those things there are very important. Uh, we, our guest is having a problem calling in, so maybe we might have to call him up. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. And you know what? We're gonna go over a little bit today because I enjoy our guest because you know I, at one time I suffered from asthma as a child, and let me tell you, oh my God, it was a challenge. Uh, it was a challenge. And our guest is on the line right now, so we're gonna bring him in without any further delay. And kick back and enjoy. This is Nurse Norton there with Asthma Chaser. Good morning, uh, Good morning, Norton. sir. How are you? Good morning, all. I'm doing morning. great. Thank you for calling. Oh, man. I would not want to miss this opportunity. I will wait up to the last minute. I just kept on reaching out to you. But please tell us about your program, and we're going to give you as much time as needed. Oh, well, first and foremost, I'm always grateful for the opportunity to speak to uh, the listeners on your show uh, about Asthma Chasers. Um, as always, uh, you're definitely an advocate for children with special needs and asthma. Uh, we have two optimal mobile clinics, and uh, we go and we do asthma screenings uh, throughout North Texas and Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, we were recognized by the EPA. If you go on Facebook, you'll see that we were recognized um, in open court uh, of Texas by the commissioners and also by the Texas government because over eight years we were able to serve over 4 million participants in uh, Dallas and in North Texas. Go right ahead. Um, uh, our program, it's it's pretty uh, original. It allows us to go and work with school nurses because a lot of nurses have children that have asthma, and a lot of nurses have uh, the, the asthma pump when the parents drop them off. But what we try to make sure is that each school nurse has something called an asthma action plan. This asthma action plan is very important, not just because it allows them to do medication reconciliation, which lets them know the right patient, right date, right time and route and administration for the medication to the asthmatic, but if a child's in a 911 crisis, it lets them know who the physician is, and it correlates the doctor's orders with the school nurse, not just the nurse at the hospital. All right, then we uh, uh, we put on our Facebook page that uh, May is Asthma Awareness Month and allergies. Now, is it just for the one month that we're bringing that to the forefront? Is it a, a, a length of time? Talk to us about that. Uh, what we do is we try to make sure we have something called asthma clinics. And we have asthma clinics for a lot of the uh, clinicians and care providers because a lot of parents, 
they live under the belief that just because you give the medication to a daycare worker or just because you give the medication to a school administrator, they understand the depth of the disease management of your child. And that's just not true because the person that's giving your child the medication in an emergency crisis or depending on the situation of the need of the medication may not be literate to what the need is. So if you give a daycare worker an EpiPen, does she know how to administer the EpiPen or is she just going to call 911? And and that's a consideration that every parent uh, needs to have with the daycare worker and even a lot of the staff members at the school because sometimes those in the nursing department aren't, aren't uh, registered nurses. Sometimes they're just nurses' aides because of a shortage. And just because you give it to an administrator, they may have to Google just like, you know, every other parent. So we make sure that we teach the providers, we teach the teachers, and we go and we teach the daycare workers how to do the medication administration uh, to make sure that the medication is valid and also the storage of the medication. So in an emergency crisis, when you do have that discussion with the 911 worker, the asthma action plan says, in three interventions, I made sure that we utilized all rescue measures with the medication. And a lot of the people with allergies, sometimes uh, if there's a sentinel event and they have an anaphylactic reaction and they need that EpiPen, we make sure that the med- the medication is in place, it's administered. And a lot of people who have EpiPens, they're running into cost-effective need with the EpiPen, and we work with the Asthma and Allergy Foundation. There's another group that we work with in Atlanta called Not One More Life, and that's Dr. Leroy Graham. It's also an organization that petitioned for asthma and uh, allergy recipients to get the help they need in an emergency crisis. Oh, that's great. Now, you were talking about the EpiPen. Now, is that uh, is that also good up for a different uh, type of asthma? Because I know about the pumps. The pumps come in various colors. How can you recognize the right EpiPen for the right uh, asthma? that's been diagnosed? Is that color procedure, at, number, or what? If we just look at things situationally, um, and we understand about the bronchodilation, which is what the pump is used for, dilate just means, just think of an open water hose. Um, but whenever a child uh, has an asthma attack, and they have, it's called an antigen antibody, if you just think of a lock and a key, that the key that opens the lock, which is when you hear the wheezing and you, you hear the uh, laryngeal edema and, you know, you, you hear the respiratory uh, distress, uh, they, there's a rescue inhaler. Everybody generally goes by the yellow, the blue. Yes. And now they, they're talking about the red inhalers. The red is kind of a mixed cortical steroid with the bronchodilator and also the purple. The purple is going to be um, – the purple is, is primarily uh, – but by AstraZeneca, it's kind of an expensive four to six hundred dollar medication, oh. and a lot of some things aren't covered. But with the blue, the yellow, and the red, that's primarily what they use. But anything rescue, we would go with the blue and the uh, yellow because those are the rescue inhalers. Um, and you talked about the EpiPen. Uh, with the EpiPen, if they can't afford it, like I said, there's coupons. And since we work with the Asthma and Allergy Foundation and we're listed nationally and uh, within North Texas, we make sure that the management of that emergency aid is at hand. Uh, With a lot of the parents, when we teach the asthma clinic, we teach by colors because, you know, we want to make sure that it's friendly 
because in an emergency situation, we don't want you just to get the right answer. We want to make sure that rescue measures are in place and you know the application of the medication. Because a lot oh, of times, so parents, yeah, they need spacers. And the spacer makes sure the child gets 80 to 70% of the medicine. You know, okay. you want them to get the most medicine in an emergency situation. So we provide each one of the school nurses with a spacer. But if you go to the pharmacy, they're $70, but we've, we've uh, talked to drug companies into into sponsoring them. So we've given out over 400 this year. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, on the EpiPen, I was just trying to get see, is one EpiPen, is it good for all three other colors of the thing, or do you have to have a particular? Say you have a child with an asthmatic deal, and they don't have an inhaler, and they go to the nurse, and she got this EpiPen. Would that EpiPen cover the, the red and the yellow and the blue? Uh, do you have to have now, the right EpiPen for the right asthma attack? Now, the EpiPen is for an, uh, is for an allergic reaction called anaphylaxis. Okay, yes, okay. Now, now, but but I'm going to tell you a lot of times, globally, you'll see the same signs and symptoms that you see during an asthma attack. So uh, what we do, this is, this is, we're just going to go from A to Z really quickly. Because okay. I know that, that that your time is limited, and I don't I don't want to be I don't want to hoard your time, but I just want clarity. All right, if we just go from A to Z, if you have a child and you think your child has asthma, because that's kind of what people say. I just think my child has a touch of asthma, or there there's um there's a yes and a no lie. I want to tell you the yes and the no lie is called bronchitis. They either do or they don't have asthma. Yes. Bronchitis and a touch of asthma really don't exist. But uh-huh. that's what a lot of people are told because they don't like to diagnose asthma until the age of five. So if someone told you your child has bronchitis, you know that your child is four and the age beneath, unless it's really severe. Oh, Primarily okay. uh, nocturnal coughing. If you hear your child coughing at night, consistently coughing at night, what that is is um, the body body always tries to preserve itself so it contracts the diaphragm so it makes contractions me just like you know how you blow up a tube and, and you see it it does that to that muscle that goes across your stomach called the diaphragm to make your body breathe that's involuntary that's just like save the mothership it, it makes your body breathe and that's why you'll hear your child coughing and coughing at night because the lungs are saying we, we're going to get air we have to have air to live um so what we do is we get that we teach the parent, but we bring a a, a $2,000 assessment for free. Yes. But we, we, we print out the results, and we let you take a copy to your doctor, but we leave a copy at the school nurse because the doctor won't do that diagnostic unless it's 24 months because they don't get paid for it. Whether they get paid for it or not, the child needs it because it's Right, life. Exactly. It's, it's a, and and with that with that document that you saw that Texas honored us with, they said over over 300 kids were dying yearly. So we did it because we found out that over 149 kids were dying in our area, and children sh- shouldn't die from asthma. They just shouldn't because it's manageable. And yes. um and uh, we ran into cases where there've been a medical neglect issue, and they'll say, well, they're abusing the ER. Well, if if the parent reads at a fifth grade level, it's not abuse; it's help. So um, we do what we do to help a lot of people, and a lot of people, some people like us, some people that just have lungs, but people, 
and that's our primary yeah. goal. And, and that's why I said four million people will serve because we did all the counties and the schools and the churches and the back-to-school events and the step shows and the dance shows. But it's a need because it's a rescue measure. So just like they care about people who are on heroin having Narcan, you should care that asthmatics can't get their asthma medication. And that's that's the primary focus of asthma cases. So uh, huh. oh, the EpiPen, yeah. with the EpiPen, if that is covered, we've had, we've done diagnostics and we found out not only does the child have a need for a change in medication because once you do that test, the doctor has to change the asthma medicine. And then they'll do something called an immunocap, and then that'll let them know if the child is allergic to the common things that make them get the EpiPen. So a lot of school nurses says, okay, this child now has EpiPen because you all did did a PFT, which is a pulmonary function test, and the doctor added an EpiPen to their medication. So when they went into anaphylaxis, say they were outside and the bees stung them, they had that pen because we came and we did the asthma test, which is a broad name for it. But the doctor had oh, that's great. the entire status of that child. You know, Nurse, I wish we could go on further, but, you know, you're always welcome to be a, a guest on the program. Now, before I let you go, uh, where are you located now and what is you going to be doing for the next few months regarding asthma awareness? And uh, we actually have a doctor on staff, so if we need to script, we can script. Um, there, we have eight clinicians. Uh, what we do is we, we choose the best site and we'll go through the schools, and a lot of times the school nurse will let us know the greatest needs. And when we do the screening, um, if a child needs a script, we can we can make sure they get the script. But with that diagnostic, when you go into the doctor with that test, he's not going to believe that you're walking in the door with a free $2,000 test. So we communicate <laughs> that, and we, and we make them accountable because that's what their belief is that you can only get it there. And, and primarily if they do it, hey, we're happy. But if they don't, yes. we want that child to get the care they need immediately. So they'll have to do a follow-up, and there's always a clinician that can communicate with your school nurse and with the physician. Oh, so they'll great. do a follow-up after they do a test because it does no good okay, to do okay. a test unless you have communication and follow-up. Oh, that's so true. Hey, uh, give us that, uh, and that uh, email address and uh, uh, the website because the website? The website, they have everything okay. else on it. Yeah, just give us some information so people can follow up on this and take control of their they health or be involved okay. in their health. Thank you so much. First and foremost, if you guys have the opportunity, uh, on the EPA website, uh, it acknowledges kind of what we do. So you can go there on Facebook. But on Facebook, we're PositiveBreathing.org. That is PositiveBreathing.org. And then the website is AsthmaChasers.com. So if you go to AsthmaChasers.com, then all the other data and all the other information will come up. And you can follow up if you have questions about our next screening. A lot of times we get invitations to churches and we get invitations to back to schools that way, and, and they ask us to come to their events. Because a lot of times once you we go and we make sure that there's a need, there's literacy, because once we do the test, we're required to do the follow-up. So the website is asthmachasers.com, and it's positivebreathing.org, and you can find that on Facebook or you can go directly to our website. And always, we always say if you if if for better outcomes on our website, you can donate, and it's transparent. 
however you want to donate. If you work for a company that would donate to an organization like ours, the more screenings, the more you do. And we never thought over eight years we would reach that many people, but it happened. But it happened because good people like this gentleman cared enough to make sure that children with asthma had had some type of portal or some type of access to care. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. And you know, uh, we'll be bringing you back again towards the uh, end of summer, and we'll follow up on it again. So thank you for what you're doing, and congratulations about the resolution the Dallas County Health Department has uh, given to your organization. You're doing a great job. Thank you for the lives that you've touched and changed and saved. So you continue to do what you do, okay? And you always have a, a spot here on this program. You always have a platform. So looking forward Thank to you, hearing sir. from you again. God bless you. Enjoy the balance of your day. God bless you. Oh, what a great interview that we had there with Nurse Norton with Asthma Chaser. You know, the, I bring it to our forefront to about the uh, asthma awareness for this month here. And we had a great interview. still there? Yes, sir. Yeah, we finna get on out of here, Brother Daniel. We finna get on I out of here. We just lie him to. Yeah, it's kinda of late because we let him have all of it. I appreciate you running late today, Ramalu. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we, we did we a lot today. To, I think we did yeah. a lot today, don't you think? Yeah, so? yeah, we did. We did. And yeah. we want him to have yeah. the uh, entire program because it's a lot of information yeah. that he needs to do. Yeah. And we want our guests to express themselves, and we want our guests to have this format, brother. Dad, because this is the, that's what the program is about. Let our guests. Yeah. We're giving them some let space time to uh, share their gifts. Let them be free on the inside. They, <laughs> yeah, let them be free to do what they do. <laughs> Brother yeah, Daniel, that's why you got this you. song. His name, you know, you got this program. It's free on the inside. Yeah, that's free yeah. on the inside, and, and yeah, it's free yeah, for them also. Brother Dan, we're gonna get on out of here. We're gonna play one more musical selection as we wind down out of here. This is a uh, a uh, uh, Jamie Law. He's doing a musical uh, 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 selection here where him and some friends are just getting around. They just playing some music here, and so we're gonna close out here with a word of prayer. We're gonna allow him to close us out in musical selection. We're looking forward to him being a guest on the program again. Looking forward to him coming to town. Thank you for uh, yeah. asking him to come to town and we pray that he, he contact one of us when he comes to town and we can go out and see him and yeah. just support what he's yeah. doing and be a yeah. part of that yeah. as, as family yeah, we'll legacy. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Give us about five free tickets, huh? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that sounds great. Five free Grace and Heavenly yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for what we experienced today. We thank you for the joy, dear Lord, that we had during this program, dear Lord. We thank you for our guests, dear Lord, that gave up their Saturday morning, Lord, to be a part of what we're doing. Thank you. Thank you for favor. Dear Lord, we pray that uh, uh, Jamie Law, dear Lord, being blessed by what he's doing, dear Lord, how you continually to bless him and his family, how he's continually to be mindful that he didn't do this his own, dear Lord, but it was a gift from God. Let him cherish that gift. Let him share that gift. Let him realize that that gift comes from above, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you for Nurse Norton, Norton dear Lord, how he uh, continually to work, uh, the work that you put into his hands to do, over 3,000 Adults, kids, uh, men and women have been touched by his ministry, uh, asthma chaser, dear Lord. How the uh, Dallas County recognized what they were doing and wrote up a resolution to commend them for the work they are doing and not only commending them but partnering with them, dear Lord, to help change the life. Oh, that's awesome, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, thank you for Brother Daniel. 
for what he's doing, for his gift, his talent, his desire, dear Lord, for his intake and his awareness, dear Lord, that he's not in this himself. He's been surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses that he too can lay down every sin and wait and so easily entangle all of us and run this race and set before him the race of patience, the race of endurance, the race of stand on course. Dear Lord, we Amen. pray for all our listening audience, dear Lord, for the call-ins, for the one that sent text messages, dear Lord, that they've been empowered and impacted by what they heard today, dear Lord. Keep them until we meet again. Let them have a blessed day. Let them be safe for this Memorial Weekend. Want to be mindful of our servicemen and women and the ones that paid that ultimate price so we too can be free here in America and free in Christ Jesus. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be free on the inside. Jamie Law. Jamie
Thank you. 